Sedano Every Nosey. day. Yeah, Sedano Nosey with you here. Clint Yates hanging out with us uh, on the Celebrity Hotline presented by Morongo. Mm-hmm. Play it safe. Good times. So, Clinton, you and I have had some spirited debates on text uh, about uh, one Sean McVay. And, uh, look, I, I, I've told you, I agree with your overall premise. Um, Can I lay I my let... premise out first, George, though? Yeah, Can yeah, I yeah. That, I, okay. Right. I was going <laughs> to let you do that. I was just going to say, okay. I agree with your overall premise. I just have some issues with the details. But go ahead. Okay. That's fine. Okay. So, my basic issue, and maybe not issue, but my basic view on McVay is that since that team made the Super Bowl, there have been a lot of people who have looked at the franchise as if McVay says what's correct and everybody else either does it poorly or they don't succeed or what have you. Not that there's any necessarily huge blame or huge mistakes in any one single instance on McVay, but the operating principle that everything he chooses and he knows just default makes sense because he once made a Super Bowl, to me, is foolhardy. And now, now that golf is gone, and we are at, as I was texting with one, Greg, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine total picks to get and get rid of golf. At some point, you've got to look at what is the decision-making process for this guy, McVay, and is this the right, necessarily, method? And I'm not saying you fire him tomorrow if they don't make the Super Bowl. That's insane. That's not what I mean. But I mean that at some stage, I think the Rams have to consider whether or not this is an experiment they want to keep going if for whatever reason it's just not working. He can be the smartest football coach on earth. He can have all the recall from every play, from every game that he was ever a part of. That's great. But if Stafford doesn't work out, you've got to think about this in a way of, well, how many things have to go right in order for this coach to be successful the way he wants to be? And I think that's a real discussion. I think there's some marginal level of heat on the seat if the seat is perhaps not actually hot. I do believe that, to your point, Um, the longer that he is a Rams head coach, the more this team is his. Thus, the more the successes and shortcomings are his. His first year, while he was the head coach, we also know that he had several veterans, um, Bones for special teams, Wade, you know, Phillips for for defensive uh, purposes, who really kind of shored up the leadership in a really huge way. But progressively over the seasons, we've seen him pick his own people and decide his own fate. And I actually am here for it because I've been saying this since jump and nobody asking how far can golf take Detroit? Even though golf is 25 years old, has started in three um, post seasons including having a Super Bowl win, no one is wondering if golf can take the Lions to the next level. And that is for a reason. (laughs) So as much as I agree with your premise that, hey, he keeps changing, he keeps changing, but it's not as if the changes aren't changes we agree with. Todd Gurley's been benched. Yep. Brandon Cooks, you know, has health issues with concussions. So it's like, you know, at a certain point, it's like, I get it that, yeah, there are a lot of names that keep being moved, but the why they're being moved are all really rational reasons. Uh, look, Clinton, real, real quick was what I would say to add to that. I would just say mm-hmm. that you can you can make the case that you can blame the McVay-Sneed combo for what they gave up in order to get some of those guys, right, or get off some of those guys, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like, but 
if it results in a championship, it all ends up being worth it, I think. Sure, but here's my specific beef to break this thing down, to get to the second level, as we like to say in football parlance, Mm -hmm. is that I I firmly believe, and George has heard me say this a million times on television, the the worst coached position in the league is quarterback. And when you're a guy that's an offensive guy and your quarterback is not improving, well, at some point, Again, sure, golf might not be the answer, but if the only way it's going to work is to bring in somebody who clearly already knows what they're doing to the point that nobody seems to be able to improve within the McVay system, that's where I have the deeper concern in the current, if you will, about like what you're actually doing if you're blowing all your draft capital. That's that's what the thing is for me. It's just like it's really kind of selling out on not just a result, but a strategy that implies, well, okay, if he doesn't like it, but it doesn't work, we're just going to keep flopping him out as opposed to like, hey, maybe get somebody, coach him up a little bit, you know? Yeah, you kid can really go up. kind of do situation. Do you not you know? remember Goss' first year? I do, but what I'm saying is that if you're already dumping him after three, it's like, all right, maybe that wasn't what you thought it was. That's all I mean. Well, that, listen, like, I, I was – cycle, that's tough. I was the guy on this on these airwaves, you know, two years ago when they were giving him that contract. I was like, I don't, I wouldn't do it. I would let him play through the fifth season and then yep. see what you have. And if he hits free agency, so be it. You, you know, you draft another guy. Like I was beating that drum a long time ago when it was unpopular. And and, and look, so I'm with you. Like I wouldn't have done what they did, but I, I just think you know, I'd rather cut ties. When you you know from a situation, when you know that you've you've maximized it all out, which is I think what, what you were alluding to, Elsie. I I agree though, but let me just jump in there too. And I just want to say I'm not qualifying this as a beef or a bone to pick. This is just what I think about. Sure. Every time I see more picks going out the door for people that McVeigh doesn't like, you know what I'm saying. And at some point you're thinking, man, all right, bro, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. We got a lot of in and out. As my aunt used to say in terms of people coming in and out the house, you know what I mean? Like, when are we going to get something here that we actually like? And that doesn't mean to say they've been unsuccessful in terms of, like, overall. The Rams are a product worth watching, for sure. And I think that McVay is still one of the best minds we have in the NFL. But there's a lot of turnover in this bad boy right now. And that's just well, – it's, it's an interesting thing to look at. Since we've been here, the Lakers have been turning over and turning over nonstop. Yeah. Since, since I've been on radio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's been a when LZ and I got here, it was Mozgov and Luol Deng. Exactly. Wow. Is Lil Dink still getting paid by the team, by the way? Yeah, he is, yes. <laughs> yeah. Love so it. I don't think Love just it. because you see a lot of turnover doesn't mean that it's necessarily just turnover for the sake of turnover. I mean, sometimes it's it's, it's necessary. As I yeah. said, this, this Lakers squad looks totally different than, you know, two years ago. Listen, I'll And it see looks you different guys. than it was a season ago. So Rams in the Super Bowl at home next year? We'll, we'll go two for two, two in a row. Ooh, that would be chance. interesting. Yes. I think that's a good chance. That'd be lovely. I mean, people don't well, – I don't think people fully appreciate is how Goff's inability to manage the pocket as it started to collapse, how much that hurt the offense. Between his inability to read the pressure that was around him and his long wind-up motion to deliver a deep pass – those two things constantly put him in a situation to either fumble, maybe lose it, make a bad throw, or not be able to complete the pass because he just didn't know how to manipulate the pocket well enough so that he could get room to step through and deliver a good strike. That's I agree. His situational Stafford. awareness wasn't great. But Stafford's got a long motion, too. Old, old school baseball player. I mean, it's not like Stafford's firing it out there. No, I, but he I can agree do that you. little sidearm baseball pass. He does a lot. He's he does, really he does good that at that. Oh, God, I love baseball players playing football. That's like my jam. <laughs> he's got that Total little sidearm swipe thing because you know he's Kershaw's boy. So he's been doing yeah. that before Patrick Mahomes. 
That's like the throw down the first from the catcher position. For those of you who don't know, they're called back picks in the game. So there you love go. to see those throws. Yeah, and, and I think, look, the way they look at it, Clinton, is if they just had above average quarterback play that they think they should be in this game, you know, being yeah. played on Sunday. That's true. They went they probably also win a couple more games in the regular season, too. Yeah. You know, this team improves, I think, for sure with Stafford. That's not my concern. My concern is that when, you know, if something goes wrong, what do you do then? I mean, do you dump Stafford too? Because what I I don't know. You know, and that's that's my thing is that that turnover right. element in football to me, LZ, is a little different than basketball, personally. No, it's less controllable in the NFL than it is in basketball. Yeah. You know, I, I think that that's fair to say. Like, you you know, sometimes there's just bad luck in football, right? right. Like, you throw it, the ball gets tipped in the air, right? Like, there's right. not, you know, it, it hits somebody in the chest, it pops out. Like, you know, like, there's a million things for turnovers in the NFL that is is fortune-based, right? Good or bad fortune, right? I think so, that so, sometimes there that plays a role in it. More so the last question about this. Are you rooting for golf in Detroit, LZ? Like, how does that work on the transferability scale in terms of what you care about regarding his success versus the Lions? Well, I've always been Detroit Lions first and then Rams second. Uh, like, that never okay. changed. The They're reason why right? people don't know that is because the Lions are never in the postseason for me to even have a conflict. <laughs> but it's always like, you know, I want my squad, to, I want my home team to do well. I adopted right. the Rams because they moved to L.A. when I moved to L.A. Right, right. So that's when I adopted the Rams. And obviously, I want the Rams to do very well. I wish golf success. I just don't see it happening strict, based strictly on the fact that that's not even a good environment for him based upon what we know of him in cold weather. Like, I would have mm. never traded him north. <laughs> like, and granted, Detroit's playing in the stadium. But as I said, on their schedule, every winter, they got to go to Chicago and they got to go to Green Bay. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we were um, we were at that first game. That first game the Rams had was against the Seahawks. Wasn't it like nine to six, LZ, or something yeah, like was, that? Yeah, it was, it it was, was so brutal. bad. That first year, Clinton, yeah. you know, they were with Jeff Fisher. They were the cure for insomnia. Oh. I mean, the Fisher element there is large, but I feel oh, you. It was so bad. <laughs> I but you. I was like, old, old I was, I'm, I'm, but I'm a Lions fan, so I was, I already knew how to be committed to bad. Right? So I, <laughs> so was familiar. Tell me about I was it. like, oh, I know this. Right. No, I feel you on that. Tell me, Clinton. About what it. do you got this week? Any anything cool like uh, that you've written this week, or any cool pieces you're working on? You're working um, on. Got a couple things on? coming up. Last week we had our Black History Always special, which is kicking off our initiative with, um, you know, obviously I'm a columnist at the Undefeated, and with the company at large, we've had a lot of different. Um, you know, just sort of in, yeah, initiatives and different stuff we've been doing around. So go check that out on ESPN+. Plus. Um, you know, I think for me, though, I just want to say, like, you know, Black History Month is something we've talked about a lot. And LZ knows this. And, you know, every year people say, well, we should do it all year. We should do it all this. And, like, it's not as easy as it sounds, but I do think it's getting better. I think that just on the whole, at large, even though I'm getting, like, you know, Black History Month updates from, like, pottery barn that's a little weird my point is is that like overall i do think we're doing better as a media populist to make sure that stories are trying to be told yeah. throughout the course of the year not just in february i could be wrong about that overall but lz i feel that yeah i, I have hope you know yeah when when the white people discovered juneteenth i thought oh <laughs> we we turned a corner you know because it was like it, it, for the black community juneteenth has been around for like over 100 years yeah <laughs> so, it was, so it was sort of like, oh, you guys are paying attention to us now. That's interesting. That's nice. Yeah. I think so the episode of Blackish that. actually helped, like, the 
the the get it in the zeitgeist for people that didn't that weren't familiar with it. To be honest with you, really? Huh, yeah. Okay. I think so the, because they did the it many years ago, and I think it became a bigger topic of conversation after that. I mean, I you know, look, I, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but no, that's um, a great I, show, and that's yeah. that's listen, that's why we ha- that's why seeing us on TV matters. I'm not even joking about that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Because we're going to talk about what it is our actual lives are and not what it is people think that they are. So that's yeah. important. Thank you. Yeah. It's why I watch – there's a new show I'm watching on Disney Plus called The Diary of Future President. It's about uh, a 12-year-old Cuban girl who grows up to be the president of the United States. Opa. And it's a flashback. So there you go. Nice. nice. Um, all right. Clinton, thank you for always popping by. We always appreciate the time, sir. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Congrats again, gentlemen, and I'll uh, see you soon. All right, man. Thanks, Be sir. good. Uh, Coming up next, LZ, one of your colleagues at the LA Times, Sam Farmer, has spoken to Jared Goff, and he's got all the details. He's going to join us in two minutes and 30 seconds. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more More than than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Sedano and LZ with you here on 710 ESPN. Thanks to Clinton Yates who joined us earlier. Mina Kimes, Mark Spears of The Undefeated as well. Don't forget, listen at 430 each and every weekday, we're giving you a chance to win $180. We're hooking you up. Text the word MISSION right now to 40705 for your chance to register and be one of the people that we select over the next 17 more days, right? we got 17 days to go in this 18-day contest, and you can win 180 bucks. We've That's been talking a lot. What's that? It's a lot of math. It is, but, you know, I'm trying days, to help people. 180 bucks, 1800 bucks. It's free money, man. That's all you need to know, okay? That's true. There we okay. go. There you go. Um, Jared Goff made a lot of money while in L.A. He'll be making money in Detroit. Uh, He is no longer here, obviously, traded for Matthew Stafford. 
as we know, over the weekend. Sam Farmer, a legend of covering the NFL at the LA Times, joins us now here as he has a story up. You can check it out on his Twitter account, LA Times Farmer, or you can go to my Twitter. I just retweeted it. And he spoke to Jared Goff. Sam, thank you so much for making some time for us. I guess we'll start here. How did Jared, in retrospect, view his time with the Rams? How did he view his time with the Rams? Yeah. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. Um, you know, he's very torn right now. Uh, I talked to Jared for a half hour today, and he is sort of besieged by all sorts of emotions. Um you know, he, he's reminisced about some of the great times with the Rams, making the playoffs three out of four years, you know, helping L.A. Uh, sort of reintroduce the NFL, uh, reintroducing the NFL to, to Los Angeles. And and yet he's, he's frustrated and he's sort of confused by the end. He was caught flat-footed Saturday night when he got the call and, and – um, doesn't know where exactly the tide turned. And so I think he's, he's excited about the opportunity in Detroit, and, uh, and they really made him feel good. Brad Holmes and Anthony Lynn and, you know, the whole new regime in Detroit makes him feel good. But, uh, but he's sad about leaving L.A. He's sad about from everything to, you know, obviously – coaches and, and players who he grew very close to, but uh, a lot of the work he had done in Inglewood and with elementary schools down there and, and uh, all the stuff with the wildfires and California strong. It's, he was, he was sort of entrenched in this community. Um, Sam, I'm, I'm hearing what you're saying in terms of him feeling somewhat blindsided. Does he not know what people were saying since his rookie year? Yeah, LZ, I think, you know, I think he knows that. I think, as you know, these guys sort of silo themselves off a little bit. They're not constantly scanning. You know, most of them, or a lot of them, aren't scanning the scanning Twitter and checking out what people are saying. I think he understood the, the sort of seminal moments of, you know, the Jets game or the San Francisco game or the Miami game or – breaking his thumb against Seattle or getting thumb surgery or everything that went down with, uh, with John Wofford, uh, you know, coming in and playing well. Um, he understands that and it's sort of the nature of the game. But if you look at the big picture, this guy was the number one overall pick. He uh, signed a huge extension, record-breaking extension. He, uh, you know, was really a big part in the Rams making the playoffs three out of four seasons under McVay when they hadn't made the playoffs since 2004. Um, got to the Super Bowl in his third season. I mean, there are a lot of positives, too, and I think. Uh, but as you know, I mean, it defines you. Your job defines you, um, and you think about yourself as quarterback of the Rams if you're Jared Goff. So having being displaced like this is, is jarring to a 26-year-old, uh, as it would be to anybody. So I don't think he's, he's blind and deaf to the realities of the situation, but I think that he's, uh, he's hurt by it, no, no question. But he's equally uh, excited about the opportunity in front of him. Sam Farmer of the L.A. Times, legendary NFL reporter, joining us here on Sedano and LZ here on 710 ESPN. You spoke to Jared Goff 
for a long stretch of time to discuss his departure here in L.A. Did you get a sense when talking to him, Sam, that he could kind of pinpoint where it went sideways, particularly with Sean McVay? Uh, well, yeah, that was, again, the, the situation. I think he was surprised that, that the downturn uh, uh, and the tides turned so quickly. And I think he still has questions. And he, he verbalized that and said, you know, I may get answers. I may not get answers. Um, uh, I don't think he's he's completely fixated on that. It's not as if he's going to uh, reason his way back into his role, under the role with the Rams. He's got to look forward and move ahead. And, and sort of that's been – clearly that's important for any quarterback to have a short memory uh, in the job. And it's been sort of a hallmark of his to after, and we've seen him after a bad game, come out and have a good game and um, not fixate or dwell on things that you can't change. Um, so I think that's where he's at right now. I think he's trying to focus his energies on moving ahead with the Lions, but uh, he was extremely candid and poignant in his conversation with me today and which I really appreciate because a lot of people have a lot of questions. I mean, this is it's an unusual situation to have a guy two years removed from winning the NFC um, be uh, uh, traded away. And and so and you know if if you were to say maybe last year who are the guys you know for sure who are going to be on the Rams? Well, you know Aaron Donald's going to be there. And you know Jared Goff's going to be there. And now one half of that tandem is gone. And so, um, yeah, he, he was, uh, you know, I, I urge you to read his quotes. I really opened up the tap and let him talk and tell his story. And uh, he had a lot to say. This wasn't like a Jared Goff press conference where he just uh, uh, sort of toes the line. He was, he was very honest. Does he say anything in terms of his play and take any ownership at all at some of the things that were an issue for the team, like his, you know, turnovers or his discomfort when things get tight in the in the pocket? Yeah, I'm I'm having a little hard time hearing you. It's probably all the Super Bowl phone traffic down here. <laughs> I'm, I'm asking, does he take any responsibility at all? for him falling out with the Rams, either from the turnovers or some other aspect oh, of the way that he performs? Oh, yeah. I didn't think there was, uh, uh, you know, there's certainly a mea culpa aspect uh, to what he, uh, you know, he, he understands his role in that. And he knows that he had good games and bad games and, and highs and lows, and it was definitely a roller coaster um, throughout the this season, particularly – uh, probably after the Miami game. Um, so he's not shifting the blame over, uh, but more sort of talking about just his experience and what it feels like to be, you know, really probably for a lot of these guys, uh, these this is the first uh, rejection they've had uh, in their sports lives. And so he's, you know, as opposed to pointing the finger at anybody, he was more just talking about 
how it feels right now and uh, restarting and starting this new chapter that he didn't know a week ago uh, he was going to have to start. And so, you know, I don't think he was absolving himself of blame any by any stretch, but um, that's not really where the conversation went. Gotcha. Sam Farmer, legendary NFL columnist for the LA Times with us here. Uh, thank you so much, Sam, oh, for wait, wait, joining wait, wait, us. I got one more question. One oh. more question, George. Go ahead. Yeah. Sam, do you know if he's still yeah. with his hot girlfriend or not? <laughs> uh, I, you know, <laughs> I will say he's, he's uh, uh, going to be going to Detroit soon, and I, I would imagine they I, – I don't know. I don't know. I'm talking out, outside of my depth. But I will tell you, I've got a story coming up um, – uh, tomorrow uh, with Peyton Manning exclusive, and uh, um, it's got I mean, some some really good stories, and it's going to surprise some people. So uh, look for the Peyton Manning story come on, tomorrow on LATimes.com. Excellent. We'll awesome. certainly we'll certainly be looking forward for those that want to read the Jared Goff story. It's up there right now, and people can find it on your Twitter as well. Uh, Sam, thank you so much for squeezing us in. Obviously, the story just uh, popped online, and you joined us right away. We really appreciate the time. Stay healthy and stay safe, and thank you again. My pleasure. Thanks a lot, guys. You got it. Take care. Um, Interesting stuff. You know, to his point, he didn't – I'm reading some of the the quotes in the story, LZ, and Jared didn't give him, you know, QB speak that we always make fun of. Right. No, 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 he – he was more forthright. I was I was just curious early on if he taking some ownership in terms of why he may have fallen out with the Rams, you know, the turnovers. I had pinpointed that Miami game and I, you know, in a separate group chat with Key and 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 Travis, I was like, he's done. Like, and I just said it. I was like, after Miami, I was like, he is done. He might return, but he's returning as the backup. But I think he is done after this game. Swear to you, I just sent it to the guys and because it was very clear at that point that Sean wasn't willing to take the bullet for him anymore. Right. No, that I mean, look, we talked about it that next day. <laughs> right. Yeah, it was fairly. We were stunned because Sean never did that. Never. Yeah. Never. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm you know, I, I wish him well. You know, it's, it's funny because. You know, Coach Lynn is, is a buddy of mine, and I sent him some notes teasing him to watch his knees when he's in Detroit. And, uh, <laughs> That's funny. Now, you know, Jerry Goff is there. I feel like it's just L.A., you know, East. Right. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right, coming up next, you and I are going to talk to playoff Sliwa. Lakers talk is coming up next. We'll do some Laker talk with him. I never got to that THT story, uh, so I'll do that on the other side. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Oh, yeah. Today is Shakira's birthday. 44. Feliz, cumple- Feliz cumpleaños. Her husband's birthday today is also. He's 34. Wait, oh, her husband's birthday uh, today, too? 
And it is the anniversary wow. of her and J-Lo performing at the Super Bowl halftime show as well. So. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I only know two Shakira songs. Is that bad? Uh, w- which songs are those? Hips Don't Lie and Beautiful Liar. Oh, here, here's what you need to do. Because I, I know you are a worldly man, okay? See. Si. You need to go back and you need to go listen to her stuff in Spanish before like she became she because you know sing she her, her even her voice i think sounds different in um in spanish you know because remember she's singing in her second language like that that's got to be really hard okay um but go back to like the old shakira stuff mm-hmm. like uh pies descalzo uh i'll send you the i'll just send them to you you know and and you do what you want to do with it and uh, and just go listen to some of those like old um, tracks, okay. and you're gonna be like, ooh, wow! Like I think a lot of those songs, and Laura, maybe you can tell me if I'm wrong or not. I feel like a lot of her old stuff, like dating back even to the '90s, so was good. really good, especially in Spanish. Sweet Jesus, man! You said her really old stuff, and then you said the '90s. <laughs> wow. Well, she has been and performing since 1994. It's, it's, it's five, true. It's just. You know, when you say it that way, it's like it just reminds me that I'm no longer that dude with that vert. When you yeah. say that, yeah, yeah, Long yeah. A lot of 90s. her songs from from the days of Pies uh, Descalzos, I love that song. Yeah, Pies yeah. Descalzos means so um, uh, barefoot, basically. Barefoot. That's mm-hmm. what it means. Yeah, it's a barefoot, and that's that album. That's the album that put her into the stratosphere, you mm-hmm. know, into a different okay. stratosphere. And put everybody's eyes on her, going, "Ooh, what's up with this? Like, this sounds different. This looks different. Uh, it 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 gyrates on stage differently. You know what I'm saying? Like, it. We need to we need to explore this. Uh, and that's when the the kind of the American um, music industry got involved so with her. After when that. I was listening to Alana's Morissette, you had Shakira. Okay. Yeah. I missed on that. Yeah. It's, it's okay. <laughs> Obviously. Isn't it ironic? Don't you think? Yeah, like this is like one of her jam jams. Doesn't her voice even sound different on, on singing in Spanish? Mm-hmm. We haven't even gotten to like the, the part where the song kicks yet. Yeah. This is what, like 95, okay. 96? I believe so, yeah. Definitely yeah. 90s. Yeah. Okay. This is like 90s. Right. Yeah, you got to go back. She, she's she got it back then. Like back then you could tell. She was like a kid, like, you know, teenager still, late teenager, early 20s maybe. Yeah. Um, Alan Sliwa, I'm sure big Shakita fan. I'm sure he's got tons of this in the uh, Apple Music Library. Uh, in between Laker games, he's listening to a lot of Shakita, right? I, I'm going all Shakira tonight for Lakers talk. Um, All nothing, right. nothing says All right. Lakers talk like Shakira. Yeah, it's her birthday. By the way, she is uh, she is outstanding. And you said you said what'd you say, LZ? You were listening to Alanis uh, Morissette back in the days, nineties. Yeah. I was probably doing Lauren Hill. I mean, how great was Lauren Hill back in the nineties as well? Yeah, I I would love Lauren Hill. I've always wanted to see her in concert, except I've been told don't do that because you never know like what the deal's gonna be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've seen her a couple times. She's actually and and recently she had a, I, I think a show. 
I want to say within the last maybe three, four years at the Hollywood Bowl. She was she was great. I mean, as as best as she can at, at this stage of her career. Oh, well, I, I'm not worried about her actual performance. There was, a, for a long time, I think this is what LZ, why LZ was kind of going, yeah, yeah. Because well, there were times she wouldn't even show, let mm-hmm. alone get there on time for Bruh. the concert. Lauren Hill. She makes makes her own rules. Lauren Hill shows, the the L Boogie shows, you know, and I was just like, oh man, she's And just be sitting there like an hour, (laughs) hour and a half. And I was just like, you know what? She won't be having no opening act. So you just stand in there for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I just, I couldn't. You're like, can I go to the bar one more time? Yeah. Still consider the miseducation still in my top ten oh, of all time. No oh, no doubt about it. No, no question doubt. about it. No, no doubt about it. Look at Sliwa. We learned something new about Sliwa today. Lauren no, Lauren Hill. Lauren Hill is great. Lauren, I that, love it. That Fuji's. Uh, by the way, it was pretty funny. One time, I don't know how the conversation came up, but uh, Michael Thompson was a part of the chat, and and I don't know what artist we were talking about, and I'm like, well, Michael, do you know who the Fuji's are? And he goes, yeah, that's Fergie, right? He thought Fergie was Lauren Hill. I'm like, all right, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. We're good. We're good, Michael. (laughs) So offensive. That's funny, though. So offensive. That's so funny. Lauren Hill is so amazingly talented. She Mm -hmm. made Sister Act 2 worth watching. She did make Sister Act 2 worth watching. That That was worth it in its own right there, huh? Yeah. Um, Yeah, that. That's some heavy lifting right there. See, if golf could do that, he would still be in L.A. He'd still be here. Yeah, no doubt. Sliwa, congratulations on the uh, on the new show, you and Travis. Appreciate uh, it. M- Morales is trying to, uh, for those that don't know, we got new lineup starting Monday. Of course, Keyshawn in the morning, uh, then Greeny, then Max at 11, uh, Mason Ireland still at 1, myself, LZ, and Cap uh, at 4 o'clock, and then Travis and Sliwa in the evening. So we get more Sliwa and more – we get Travis back. It's good stuff. Um, are you excited? Uh, like you and Travis had some great shows during the Dodgers World Series run, during all the different playoff opportunities. So I'm excited to hear more of you guys. Together. Well, you, you guys have obviously both worked with Travis. Uh, he's a vet's vet, so I'm looking forward to it. I really am. Travis is – um, I think just have that opportunity to kind of go back and forth, especially at that time slot as well. A lot of sports are going to be going on. Baseball is going to be starting up pretty soon. Obviously, we all know what's going on on the Lakers front. So it's going to be great to follow up on what you guys are doing. And uh, I'm excited to work with Trav. I love it. Awesome. I love it. He's a, he's a good man. He is a good man. Just, just no make doubt. sure you keep him fed so he doesn't yeah. bite your head off. Yeah, you know, he's he's kind of he's already warned me of that. He's like, look, I, I just got to make sure that uh, I, I don't have an empty stomach. So yeah, that's on Trav. He's on a there. foodie. <laughs> um, so Sliwa, it looks like the Nets are going to beat the Clippers here. It is a four-point game with about forty-five seconds to go. Mm-hmm. Have you been watching this game? You have any thoughts on it? It's on uh, on the background. You know, actually, a lot of curiosity, right? I mean, two teams that look. Uh, of course, the Lakers are going to be the favorite to come out of the Western Conference, no question about it. But not that much chatter around the Clippers. They're they're kind of quietly here playing some really, really good basketball, so you should give them credit. I know Michael always says, well, why am I going to give them credit in the regular season when we've always seen that they can't get past the second round? I, I guess this year I would, and I, I was saying this last year as well, so I don't know how much weight this has. I guess I'd be shocked if it's not Lakers-Clippers in the Western Conference Finals, but right. we'll see You know how things pan out. The Brooklyn, the Brooklyn side of things is where I'm most curious because we know they could put up 140 points on any given night. The question is, is okay, are, are they just playing the way they are because it's the regular season and they know that come playoff time they're going to be a tough out? Or do they really have major, major issues on the defensive side? So when you ask George, 
is their curiosity to this game, no question about it. I mean, uh, it, these are two powerhouses in both conferences. So, yeah, I, I definitely have some interest in seeing how the game pans out, like you mentioned, Brooklyn with a four-point lead. Yeah, I, I just don't believe in their defense. And it would be different if they had defensive players who just hadn't turned it on yet because they're trying to conserve energy. But the truth is, is that two or three guys aren't very good defensive players. And there is no turning it up for them. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I know that they can score against pretty much anyone at will. But between their size and their team's concept of defense, I just have a hard time seeing them coming out of the East. Who, who scares you, LZ, in the East? If it's not the Nets... What team do you think? Uh, what, what team do you think gets out of the East? I got Milwaukee coming out of the East. I got possibly um, the 76ers if Embiid can stay healthy and playing at this level. And don't look out, and you know, look out for those Boston boys. Mm-hmm. I think they figured it out. And this dynamic duo now they moved, you know, Gordon out of the way is, uh, you know, those two boys making the All Star team, and I don't think that's going to be the end. Of, of their their desires for yeah, the, the season. The key to them is always Kemba, right? Can Kemba mm-hmm. stay healthy, number one, right? And right. when he's in the playoff scenario, can he elevate his play? And we saw in the Eastern Conference Finals last year that was not the case, right? Like Miami was able to scheme him mm-hmm. uh, out of games. So I think that, you know, that that to me is going to be how far they go. I just am not – I'm over Milwaukee. I, Milwaukee, I feels like to me like the Atlanta Braves back in baseball, you know. Like it well, just they did it has win. that w- weird feel to it, you know, like – just they like did win. They got so, one eventually, yes, yeah. but it took them a while to get there. And maybe it'll happen with Milwaukee, but I, I just am not sold uh, on them. But Sliwa, what do you got on the show tonight? All right, uh, Ireland's coming on. Brad Turner from the LA Times are gonna is going to join as well. We'll uh, kind of look back at that that seven game road trip. Lakers got f- their next five games are going to be here at home. Denver coming up on Thursday, so we got a lot of a uh, lot of good topics. And uh, of course, with uh, Ireland and BT, it's going to be a good show tonight. I love it, man. Have a great show. Thank you for uh, coming on with us and hanging out with Thank us. Thank you, guys. Bit. Appreciate it, man. All right, man. There he is. Playoff Sliwa. Lakers talk is up next. LZ, excellent work as always. You too, brother. All right, Lauren, Greg, great job. We will talk to you tomorrow. Yes, we have back-to-back shows. Um, wow, that's incredible. That's that happened in a while. I had to use like a, like a throat lozenger or something. I know. Get ready. Get hydrated. All right. We will talk to you tomorrow. Playoff Sliwa. Lakers talk is up next. Have a great night.